Kia team and welcome to the Beyond the Surface podcast. My name's Noah Willoff and on today's episode, I'm joined by the bro, Will McLean. Will is one of New Zealand's top rising hip-hop artists. He takes inspiration from Homebrew, Tom Scott and Loyal Kana. If you haven't checked out his music, make sure you do in the link below. Will's also one of my earliest childhood mates, so it was an awesome opportunity to catch up with him and see what he was up to. It's a far-reaching conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Another shout out to everybody for all of the support of the podcast so far, wherever you're listening to it, on the way to work or at home or for some runs, I truly appreciate everyone dialing in. If you can, please remember to rate it five stars on Spotify and remember to subscribe on YouTube. Hope you enjoy episode number 15. Oh dude, just so many crazy memories of growing up. I think it's that like homebrew song, uh, Basketball Court. Yeah. Um, that just sums up so much our childhood, like, you know, Real. just fucking skateboarding until it turns dark, playing basketball court yeah. on the hot concrete and our feet burning from the sunshine, like all of that sort of stuff. Real, bro. Snotty little kids playing five on five. That's it, uh, bro. <laughs> that's, uh, and I think it mentions your name in that song too. Like, <laughs> had a three over Will or something no, like that. I don't know about that. No. Um, but yeah, bro, so... Feel free just to give yourself an introduction, um, who you are to the people listening to the pod. Man, um, my name is Will McLean. I'm a hip-hop artist from Pukadua Bay and like living in Wellington. So I'm um, yeah, born and raised around these ways. Um, just, yeah, I've, I've, I've been playing music since I was a kid. Um, essentially guitar, the classics. Shout out Dad for teaching guitar when I was four. Yeah, bro. Taking that... Um, Torch and falling in love with hip hop thanks to mum playing Lauren Hill, Nisha Mystic, like so many amazing, incredible artists. Mm. And then eventually I decided to start write, writing some rhymes because I was just rapping along to every song that I loved and I was like, hey, I think I might be able to have a go. Yeah, bro. I, I remember, and if we go back to like your first. Your first sort of like musical memory, like mm. what is that? Because I, I know your mum, Sarah, shout out Sarah. Shout out Sarah. She's always just had the best tunes playing in her lounge. You're right, like Fat Freddy's Drop, always. Lauren Hill, Shafu, who you've opened for as well, mm. which is crazy, full mm. circle. But um, yeah, what's like your earliest memory of like a positive or sad memory about music? Uh, the most clear would be the day before the second Fat Freddy's album came out, Dr. Boondigger. And um, mum pre-ordered the CD, so it's the CD days. Yeah. Back in the CD, yeah. no Spotify back then. No Spotify, none of that. And um, she, it got delivered a day early, so we had like a day before it released the listening party, just me and mum and Jack, I'm sure, was there. But I remember being so geeked out. And so that was like the most clear memory, I think, was one being, oh my God, it's arrived early. Like that was where my excitement lies. Yeah. But the older I've grown, the more I fell in love with that album and Fat Freddy's as an artist. And um, yeah, yeah, that, bro, that's the one. No, say. it's um, yeah, I, I I fucking love Fat Freddy's drop. Fat Freddy's drop as well. They're probably one of the best NZ bands. Um, mm. but I, I also remember, man, it must be like yeah. When did you really get into it? Because I remember there was this point where it just went from like normal will sort of into what everyone else was into mm. soccer, basketball wearing snapbacks, all mm. that sort of stuff, to then, I think one year going over to your house and you just had, like, your whole, all of your wall was just decorated with, like, J. Cole. Ed mm. Sheeran was yeah, huge Ed back Sheeran. then. Massive inspiration. Big time. And I remember I'd go over to hang out with Jack, your older brother, and you'd just be, like, reciting, like, Ed Sheeran loops and stuff on the loop pedal. For and real. 
Like, what, what, was that, what was that change for you? I think, yeah, I, I just was so inspired by, by taking in music and um, having it around my room and just at the ready to grab my guitar or grab whatever I need to grab. Just, it was almost, I don't want to say escape because that sounds like real, like, heavy duty. Life was so hard. Yeah, yeah, like, life was, you know, life was a blessing. But it was, it was just like a breath of fresh air being able to, express my thoughts in a mm. musical way. And then, well, first, like, stepping back, be able to have someone else express my thoughts and be like, I feel the same. Yeah. And so that's what was the real love for it. And then years later, realised that I could express my thoughts truly from who I want to, like, from what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. How how do you view, like, your music? Is it, like, a, a, an almost a form of therapy for you? Or is it just, like, a creative outlet? Both, I think. I think it's... Yeah, I, I started just because I wanted to rhyme. And the further, the more deep that I go into rhyming and, and recording and producing, um, I need to stop saying, um, that's one thing I always do. Eh? Dude, when I, when, when I have to edit back these podcasts, the amount of times I say like <laughs> little words like that and little stools when yeah. I'm thinking, oh, it's, just so, it's just so normal. We do it all the I time. Know, don't, yeah. don't worry I know, about yeah. It. I, I caught myself. I was having a mean um, yarn to one of my homies about, about the ums and the likes and the ahs. Yeah. We move, but I'll try to be move. more. I'll be trying to be more conscious, but, <laughs> Dude, but I yeah. don't, it's so fucking. Annoying. I wish there was like an app, which could like re-listen to your mm. podcast and just take out all of the ums. Mm. I think yeah. Actually, there's a bit of a sidetrack, but I, I saw a video about how people will really listen and be locked in if you just have a pause instead of an um. Because mm, it's true. Like, yeah, buzz. Yeah, like I think like here it is again. But nonetheless, um. We, uh, what was, what was the question, sorry? Oh, um, the therapy. Yeah, um, is, it, yeah. is it therapy, like, is a creative outlet for you? Yeah, I think, I think at times I'll be feeling something and it is a massive weight off my shoulders when I get it down. Um, the last song that I dropped, dropped, released Man on a Mission, featuring mm. Casual Healing, that was the first true, um, really, release of, of something I didn't even know I was holding on to, yeah. I think. And then further from that, every time we play it live, I'm just getting transported further away. When I, like, the crowd's kind of gone now, which is a weird thing. I've never had that before. Um, and so, yeah, we played on Thursday and I li- my eyes were closed for half the song. And then I came to and I was like, oh, shit, I'm at a gig. Like, right. It was the weirdest, like, have I've you, never had something Have you had like that. that before? No, nah, first time. What do you think it is, like an ex- extreme form of, like, flow state or...? Pretty much, yeah. Like meditation, it was it was almost wow. like coming out of a meditation. Um, I haven't done too much meditation. I haven't delved too deep, but the times that I've really felt like I've, I've meditated, it was similar to that, which was pretty surreal. Wow, that's so that's so crazy, bro. Yeah. And when you when I, I I think I feel really lucky. Like I've seen you through your and I, I know it's just the start, but like I've seen you through your musical journey, literally from like the first <laughs> gig that you did, which mm-hmm. I think was that. My friend Lizzie's little mm. sister Jessie, her twenty first. Mm. That was not really, Lizzie's twenty first. Was it Lizzie's twenty first? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right over there. Yeah. Right. Right. right over in uh, Parramatta at the boat sheds. Yeah. Um, and that that was probably your first time. That was it. That was, the that first was time, it. Yeah. yeah. And um, we just didn't. We had no idea you like could rap or anything. But like the way that you performed on stage, it's like fuck. You're just an absolute natural mm. from the get go, which is sick. Mm, that was dope. It was because you know I had, had the homie Cammy, mm. you know, to rock with me. So I've been blessed with the the 
um, stages and steps that I've been taking and naturally just w- was walking down this path of creation and releasing. Yeah. I've been blessed to have so many people around me that show me the way, that light the torch for me to grab. Mm. Um, not the first time, so that was the first time rapping in front of people apart from in a car or, you know, around. And then first time being on a stage was at Pukuroa Bay School for the Matariki celebration. Nice. And I played to heaps of kids and heaps of parents all sitting there just smiling, but like just posted up. Then later that night, Half Cast had a gig up in Paikokariki and I jumped up with Nico and that was my first time with stage, crowd, like True. there for music. There for music, yeah, not for like a 21st. Because yeah. you probably, at that, your first ever one, you probably did that, like, I don't know, two or three three songs. Yeah. Then it was like 21 shots, let's yeah, go, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Kiwi so, culture. Yeah. But it was such a blessing to be sharing the stage with Nico Tohuki and and I think that first experience of true like crowd and stage interaction yeah. just yeah, pu- pushed me to be as good as I could be every time I yeah. grab a microphone, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, in New Zealand, not in New Zealand, but in Wellington and New Zealand actually, there's such like rich talent in the music scene mm. um, and you would have so much access to all of these like incredible incredible musicians. I'm so sure half the time you're like, how the hell are these guys not all blowing up already? All the you time. Know, like Nico, who you mentioned, Reese Rich, mm. whole bunch of awesome artists like yourself. Mm. What what is it like to start as a musician and try and make that into like a career? Like what what does your typical sort of week look mm. like? Mm. Cause I, I know it's a I know it's a hard grind. I know it's very different for every other person, but like what do you need to do right to get recognised? Mm, I think the recognition I've received, I think, has just been for me being myself and truly. And when I first started, I was putting on a bit of an accent when I was recording. And I remember I put up my first EP that's now thankfully nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, in the archives somewhere. In the archives. Maybe a couple of people have it downloaded. but And then I put it out and it was a vibe and then one of my homies came to the first gig and I, I rapped that, the best I think I'd probably ever done because my first it was the first official one at Valhalla yeah. with uh, Sim Loco and Cam, Cammy and then I think I was at that one too yeah, 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 yeah. Been, yeah. yeah. and um, my one of my bros just grabbed me and was like why aren't your recordings like what you just did like you sound nothing like in the recordings and I was like true that like, was a light bulb moment like, so from that moment it was trying to just work out how to be natural and be myself. And um, I think I've, the project I'm about to release, I think it's the, the first true artistic expression of who I am right now. It's mm. a kind of a time capsule of where I am. But yeah, going back to the question, like the, the, the grind of, yeah, the, the week to week, I guess it fluctuates, but, and it fluctuates for every different person and depends what the goals and intentions are. Mm. But for me, it's it's I'm just trying to keep pushing myself to to try to do the best that I can possibly do, and I think yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing when you're having to be self motivated. I'm sure you're much the same with the podcast. Like mm. You you without you doing stuff, then not, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a pretty buzzy kind of problem to solve. Not even a problem. I don't want to say problem, but it's a buzzy thing to try work out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think being in the, in the Wellington scene has been really instrumental in 
the um, success that I've found so far. Yeah, yeah. What does it mean to be like an artist in today's age where it's changed so much from back in the day when you're selling like vinyl records, like things are just so much more digitalized now. You've got Spotify, you've got social media, you've got Reels, you've got TikTok, like to really build up your following. It's not just doing gigs anymore and mm. getting like a feature on the radio. Mm. How much has that changed? Because it just seems so different to like mm. what, I don't know, the Beatles had to deal with for like Eminem bloody 25 years yeah. ago and Dr. Dre. It's yeah. I guess yeah. If, I guess everything has changed, but I I couldn't I couldn't say I had a part in that whole mm. world. Um, I wish I'm a bit envious. I would have loved to have been burning CDs. I, I think when I first started writing, I was I was so jealous of the mixtape era of hip hop. Just the being able to upload stuff for free online, like just pull whatever samples you want without having to clear it. And but the older I get, um, I'm I'm understanding it's more of a gift and a like a gift and a curse, kind of like it's a blessing, but then at times it's like, because ah, mm. it's it almost feels like a need to make content, mm, yeah. which, which is all good because that's a vibe. And I had a beautiful um, conversation on Wednesday with a with a guy called MC Crafty, um, Jules, and we were talking about how it's pretty fun. Like it's it's nice to be playing the game of creating content, but then it's like towing that line of don't want to be sucked in and just be doing that or just be mm. even just consuming the content. Yeah. Like it's that weird, like, mm. it's easy. It's it's pretty easy to just pick up your phone and keep going. Totally. But I do get excited at the fact that at all moments, there's millions of people ready to watch whatever I'm about to post. Yeah. Like, not, maybe I won't You've make it. you millions of followers. No, 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 me, you know, like, I don't know how algorithms really work, but... Yeah. There's like potential. There's the potential yeah. for things to really pop off yeah. and go viral. Yeah, and not not that that's the the reason, but it's just kind of that's where the excitement is. It's like, oh, people will see this who I would never have interacted with. Yeah, like that's the that's the gift I think is how connected it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see a lot of people being stuck in that almost digital form of creating music, which outside of like social media? they're not doing like shows and stuff. Mm. And, and is that sort of underlooked or overlooked by the music industry, those sort of people? Or is it all just like an acceptance of where things are at today? It's a real deep question. But. No, that's a main question. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think a lot of people probably overlook it um, and a lot of people probably under, you know, un like judge them and act like it's not important. But mm. I, I think it's all just individual catering, eh? Yeah. I think that like, the music industry itself is now leaning more in towards like the TikTok world and the and the content creation, which is all good. Like, it's not a bad or a good thing. It's just like the natural progression. It is that, what it yeah, is. It is what it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, till the night. Till the day. <laughs> Bars. Magics. But um, yeah, we. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I can answer. I just think it's. I think it's a pretty broad question. Mm. But I, from what I can tell, is that it's. Um, yeah, it, it just depends on, on what people's intentions are. I yeah. think that's what it comes back to because if people want to just create content and want to not do shows, that's fine. Because shows are, are pretty daunting at times. Bro, tell, okay, for, for, I'm, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this podcast, me, me, myself, like for someone to jump on stage in front of like thousands, how, what's the most people you performed in front of? 
for one of our sets, I think it was about 650-ish. 650 yeah. human beings vibing out, wanting to have a good mm. time. And you're the centre of attention, obviously with your band. Like, what is that feeling to jump on stage in front of so many people and, like, perform <laughs> music, perform your art? Like, yeah. that's got to be fucking surreal. It's pretty buzzy, bro. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible feeling. I kind of itch for it. I think I'm just built to really long for. I spent my whole life looking up to musicians. Mm. I think the moment I got the opportunity, I haven't wasted it. I don't think. I don't think there's been a moment where I've been on stage and haven't been really like thankful that I'm there. Yeah. Whether or not it's to five people or six hundred. So it's um, but yeah, it's 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 an incredible opportunity to be able to to be able to do it and then have people react. As if they're enjoying it, which is which is always a nice thing. Do you make like eye contact with people in the crowd? Big Do you time. have like people you usually put your head to and like vibe with them, or sometimes anyone that's vibing, I'll, I'll lock in. Yeah, but it's it's buzzy the looking around the crowd aspect of it, because I don't know how many words in 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 one of the songs, but I'm trying to remember. That's the main goal is remember my lyrics, and then secondly perform the lyrics, and then thirdly, like look around yeah yeah <laughs> and so it's funny i'll be like locking eyes with someone and just going for it and then i'll realize i'm staring at someone and i'm like oh true <laughs> true because i've always wondered about that because sometimes if you do go to a gig you see a musician that you really enjoy mm. you can have like moments of the mm. artist on stage where they're like it's exactly what you're talking mm. about like they're looking at you you're looking at them you're just having this moment we're just vibing out for real but now you're saying that they it might just be a blank sheet and they just <laughs> yeah I guess it just depends on how how the artist's brain works yeah. but for me it's like I'll just yeah be bouncing between making sure I'm having a moment or not making sure but having a moment yeah um, you don't want to look too long eh they might get a bit weird yeah yeah maybe yeah it depends because some some because yeah a lot of the songs that I've been writing recently for the past like year have been really centered around showing a more vulnerable side of myself through my lyrics and so. It's been interesting. With every gig, I can now see the moments that it's actually connecting with people. Cool. And that's 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 the incredible part of like having those moments. Yeah. And then there's like the fun ones where it is just like dancing around, like oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered, do you practice those moves before you get on the stage? Like, you see some musicians and artists, like they got these like little gimmicks, like yeah. little moves. Not saying that you've got them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I always watch them. I'm like, how the like? Do you practice it in the mirror when no one's watching? Nah, not not really. Unfortunately, maybe I should. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, I see some. I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> um, nah, the the yeah. I think when I was first starting, oh well, yeah. Test test with the mic to check the one two coming through. Oh, it's so free. Let's go. Nah, um, but yeah, I think when I was first starting, definitely in the mirror, like with a microphone, like True. almost like dreaming, you know, being yeah. like, this is what it's gonna be like. And then for the first like three shows, when I was just MCing over um, a DJ, it was, I'd be practicing the set in front of the mirror and just like going for it just to make sure that I got it. Whereas now I've, I'm, I'm pretty happy with um, remembering, remembering the lyrics and like knowing, like just being more true to myself, mm. I think, is that, but I think at times I could probably do more practicing. <laughs> There's like the gig on Thursday, um, the intro to the upcoming album and the intro that we play live. It's pretty like deep, and I forgot the lyrics, so I had to like try freestyle matching the deep vibe, which was a real interesting coin to try flip. 
but it worked all right. I was, I was going to ask that. Like, what do you do if you do forget the lyrics? Do you just be honest and straight up about it, or do you just freestyle? I freestyle. You can kind of get away with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm, I, I practice my freestyling a lot from, from the beginning of writing and the beginning of this whole process, and I freestyle from it, but normally I'll always, I find myself rapping that I've messed up the line. Like, so I'll be like, oops, I just messed up the lyric, it's all good, and then go through True, it. Like, go into it, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, I kind of out myself, because no one would know. I said that at the last show, I was like, I messed up the lyrics on that one, but none of you know, because it's unreleased. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So I don't even need to say that, but. Yeah. The worst, the one thing that's been getting, getting me is my laugh on stage. <laughs> I've got a bit of a, like, cackle. <laughs> it's, um, a witch's cackle. Yeah. Well, like, and I'll just be like, after the show, maybe like, most gigs will be like three people. Like, oh, bro, nice laugh. <laughs> like, w- w- at what point are you laughing? Is like in between sets? Yeah, pretty much. Like, or just like, yeah, just anything. I'll just talk because I um, have been graced with loving to talk shit. <laughs> and so. You're a McLean. Come on. You got it from your brother. <sighs> yeah, but, but not Shout like, not, not talking shit in terms of like, you know, being like, like yeah. up, like, yeah. but just, just talking and just talking for the sake of talking. And I'm trying to, get, I'm getting better at picking my moments of that. Mm. I used to do it in between every song. And then so with the talking becomes the laughing and then the silly shenanigans. The sh- silly shenanigans. Yeah. shenanigans. But it's, it's a blessing. It's, it's hard not to enjoy myself when I'm blessed with such, such incredible people up on stage. Yeah, bro, definitely, definitely. Um, what do you reckon we can do to like encourage more musicians and artists or just support them? Because it's mm. such a... It's such a crucial part, I think, of society and, like, the culture mm. is having music. Like, I'm such a massive music fan. Mm. I feel awkward if throughout my day I'm not listening to either music or a podcast. Like, I need that noise just for my own, like, sanity. For real. So I think, like, the power of music is sort of overlooked and it's kind of just expected to be, like, a thing that's there. Mm. But we don't really probably do enough to, like foster and support mm. that as like a career opportunity mm. for artists and obviously it's hard to it's hard to get genuine musicians because you, you need to build music and create music that people like listening to right if you do want to see a good career for it mm. but what can what can if you were prime minister will mclean the honorable the right the honorable what would you do to like encourage more musicians in our country uh, probably start with like more funding and like paying opportunities. I think it's um, and that's I don't know much about the economy, so I can't really yeah. speak too much on that. But um, from what it seems is that there's yeah, the amount of people consuming music versus the amount of people getting paid for the music consumed, like the artist, just doesn't really add up. I think because I'm much the same. I have a soundtrack to my my day, a soundtrack to my year. Yeah, just from start to finish, I'm pretty much music. Totally. And, yeah, I think, yeah, funding, a lot of funding. But then, like, outside of that, just supporting people, um, showing up to gigs, whether it's your friends or someone that you don't know or that. And not all, you don't need to be going out the house all the time, but just, like, make a conscious effort. If you like something, share it once on Mm. your story. And you don't need to, like, you know, but that's what I would encourage, I think, is... Not just for music, just support anyone yeah. that's trying to do something. Yeah, good. you're really good at doing that, like uplifting people mm. around you. Mm. And um, like I, I know whenever I've had stuff which are going off, if it's with the podcast, where you're usually one of the first person people mm. to, to share it. Mm. And I see you do that for like all of your homies mm. on, on social media, which is sick. It's yeah. such a little thing, but it goes yeah. a long way. Yeah. For real, because mm. that's it. it is, it's, it's quite a small thing in terms of 
how easy it is to do. But I have found myself like thinking with the ego hat and being like, nah, I don't want to post 10 stories in one day. Yeah. But then like, it's yeah. just pixels on a screen at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> It's not that deep. Yeah, but, that's a good way to put it. But I do think, um, yeah, I don't think anyone is, I don't think anyone needs to do anything like like sharing stuff, but mm. that's that's what I'd, I'd encourage. If you like something, someone else will probably like it too. So mm. if you can show someone, why not? Yeah, that's the best form of marketing as well. Eh? Real. Like just referring something or I think especially in person, like if you meet a group of people and you're like, oh, yo, this Will McLean guy is fucking sick. You got to check him out. Like that's, that goes way further than a share on social media mm. or like a sponsored ad post on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, for real. And I think that's, that's, I felt really blessed and grateful for having done an abundance of shows over the like 2020 and 2021 kind of um, years, the two years like uh, post all the COVID um, yeah. with us being able to have gigs. It was just pretty much every weekend or maybe every second weekend for the for a whole year we were, we were gigging. Unreal. And yeah, that was, I think, how a lot of people heard the name and started coming to shows was just because word of mouth. Yeah, and obviously social media. Yeah, but I do think that I, I, like, yeah, it was good to be able to have a lot of conversations with people saying, "Oh, my friend just bought me because we yeah. they saw you two weeks ago." Yeah, which is which is a blessing. Have you ever had any like never meet your hero moments? Hmm. Because you're sort of getting into those circles where you're meeting mm. people like Tom Scott. Yeah. And you're at the same festival. Mm. Have you had any of those situations where you're like, oh, I was just wish I kept that guy. And his impression of what he would be like to myself. (laughs) Not really. Not in terms of someone else. Everyone's been lovely pretty much that I've met. Um, Yeah, everyone's pretty genuine, which is beautiful, I think. Um, Because I think the New Zealand and Wellington, but New Zealand music industry is quite like, it's close. New Zealand's small, comparatively. And so I think if someone was not very nice, then everyone would slowly or quite quickly start hearing about it. But then in terms of the coin being on, on me, when I started doing, like, festivals and it'd be like, yo, what do you want to drink? What variety are you after? So it's like, oh, I can pick any. And then so naturally we'd abuse Cody's it and get... <laughs> nah, nah, none of that. Double but, brown. But, yeah, there's a festival up in Carpety where I got... I don't like to go too hard before gigs. I went pretty hard before the gig. Like and, beers and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Just, like, I just like to be as... as yeah. All, as good as I can I have a few And just, mm. just chill with it But um, after the gig Just full send In the green room And you know Amon Kong The magician Yeah yeah right Yeah, 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 yeah. You, well, I was Neighbourhood Noise you, Were you there Were you yeah, in the green I was room there. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 And so that was At uh, Neighbourhood Noise I, think I was at the green room I my Yeah I don't know Where I was at like, <laughs> Mentally and physically Yeah 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 To be fair same But I know at one point I did answer Dirty From Eno and Dirty Yep And at the start of the night, introduced myself like before going on stage, so I was still chilling. Had a yarn, like told him that, told him what I what my buzzes, and we had a nice little conversation. Left it at that. Then after, I saw him and I was like wasted, and I was like, "Yo, bro, if you're ever in Wellington and you need a place to crash, bro, you're welcome to stay in like mine." <laughs> so that was just the why I said that. Like, I was trying to be genuine, yeah, but like. Yeah. He's, what? Pro- he's probably good for accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the moment where I walked away like, "Ah, oh, yo." No, don't get too messed up and talk to what, him. Did it, what did he act a bit weird? No, he was fine. That? He said, thanks, Will. Oh, right. He, took, he was great. He probably, 
Yeah, I don't yeah, know. There's one of those things that you wake up the next morning, you're like, they're so cringe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's why I don't um I love you, we could be best friends. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as Hold bad my as that hand, thing, bro. Really. <laughs> But um yeah, it's definitely I try to pick my moments. If I'm if I'm playing a festival and I'm blessed to be in, in the room with people I, I look up to and I'm inspired by, I'll um I'll either choose to wear the hat of networking and having beautiful conversations yeah. or just shake their hand and say, you, you didn't mean and keep going. Yeah. That's the kind of, I tried to work that out pretty quick. Damn, here I was expecting you to like spill the tea and be like, yeah, this guy's a real dick. <laughs> Exposed. No, nah, never. Everyone's lovely from, from what I can see. Yeah, that's good. Man. Yeah, that's we had good. a good night. Um, yeah, good night last night with some of the black seeds at a bar. Unreal. And um, yeah, everyone, everyone that was coming through there was just like phenomenally nice. Kings pulled through. Um, just as I was leaving, so like had a yarn about how I was keen to support him on his next Welly show. Man. So it's just yeah, I just I try to take every every opportunity that I can talk to someone just to let them know that that they've inspired me if yeah. they have. Yeah, that's like first and foremost a goal, and then secondly, if you ever want to work, I'm keen. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, man. Um, and on the other side of that, like, what has it been like? I know we spoke gently before the podcast, but dealing with like haters and getting your first mm. hater. Yeah, what's that experience been like for you? It's it's all good, eh? Like, it was buzzy Like when, when there's been little hate comments and little bits and bobs here and there. But, I mean, when when someone's hating, it shows that, I think you said it as well, it shows that you're getting, you're so... Yeah, you're doing things right. Yeah, yeah, for real. Unless, obviously, you've got no no people loving you. That's Unless probably, you're getting cancelled, then you yeah, should probably look in the mirror. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think if someone takes the time out of their day to tell you that they don't like what you've done, it's like, firstly, like, got to feel a bit bad for them because, like, Unless it's constructive criticism, but mm. it's never constructive criticism. Nah, it's not, eh? So what was your first hateful comment that you got online? Or, like, your first experience of a hater? It was just some fella from Radahi, um <laughs> on Facebook just commented on... We had, like, a live-to-air on Radioactive FM. Yeah. And he just quoted one of my lyrics that's, like... Um, so he fully went into it yeah, and, yeah, yeah. like, actually like yeah, yeah, yeah. took he out was... the time to, like, timestamp and quotes. Yeah, like, he was, like... Um, I think it was something about still just trying to be me or Billy, you know, something about being authentic. Yeah. And he like, just was like, said, quoted it and it was like, oh, with that fake accent, everyone's seeing through your like, bullshit lies. Like just went real in. And I was like... Like a paragraph were you talking about? Uh, five lines. Yeah, but pretty close to a paragraph. A couple, sure. couple sentences. Man's um, had a bad day. Yeah, for real. Uh, Kevin from Ratahi. <laughs> no, I don't actually know if it was Kevin, but... Kev, come probably, on. Probably, yeah. But um, yeah, I was... Firstly, like, I think you're wrong because I know what my voice sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, secondly, like, me, first hate comment we on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I think I just replied, like, thanks. Thanks for the, like, something like, thanks thanks for the com- uh, comment. See you at a show soon. <laughs> something, mm, something like that. That's me. That's nice. Um, it is wild, though, how you can, like, scroll through hundreds of different comments and interactions from people who might be commenting like, yeah, man, this is sick. Good on you. Like mm. real encouraging stuff. And then your eye will lock onto one, which is negative, mm. And you'll still remember it like For two real. years later, five years later. For real. Well, like, you know, the rainy days stand out more in summer. Yeah. Mm, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like you know, cause rainy days stand out more in summer. Cause you're like used to the sun. And then it's like, as soon as it's a rainy day, it's how like you really bathe in the rain. You're, yeah. you're really soaking in it. And I think that's, for me and the people I'm around, and I think even not not everyone, but I think it's I think a lot of people are really blessed to be alive, 
And um, I mean, we we all I feel blessed, but like, um, unfortunately, situations for some people, you know, mm. steer them down separate ways. But I think, yeah, I'm really blessed and privileged to be alive. And so I think we're so used to seeing good around us, like without even realizing, like, especially here, we've got trees all around us, we've got a beautiful city, we've got water to swim in, you know, we've got anything we needed at our disposal, we've got mountains to drive to, but. We're so used to seeing it that whenever there is that rainy day, it stands out more mm. because it's like you're just used to seeing shit be all good. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. But that's personally like I can't I can't really blanket that for everyone because I don't know how the how the brains work for for everyone else. But that's that's my thinking. The people I surround myself with, um, yeah, really grateful to be to be in the summer days when you know. Yeah, bro. Unless you're in like fucking Wellington and it's like the sunny days actually stand out more yeah yeah even absolutely. in summer because yeah, it's just yeah, fucking yeah. raining yeah. all the time yeah yeah <laughs> when the wind is not when the wind's not blowing yeah it's a that's, it. that's it though when the wind's not blowing yeah 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 can't beat Wally on a good day <laughs> don't say it don't but say that it. was almost a laugh that was almost a stage laugh so it goes up a few notches oh yeah if you do if you do want another one during this episode a stage laugh mm. let me know because I want to we'll delay it out we'll get yeah. it we'll get it a real big yeah. a real big production moment yeah and we'll get people to like comment as well like chuck in your feedback around yeah, Will's laugh exactly yeah, just the man what, needs some confidence whatever your favourite laugh is um, yeah nah nah it's all, it's all good eh? I think it's a good thing to be um Good thing to be critical of is a laugh. Well, like, yeah, and it's uh, and it's you. Like we're talking about being authentic. Like yeah. if that's your laugh, that's your laugh. Exactly. And people, it's like memorable. As yeah, well. people might be like, I want to see Will the guy off the sweet laugh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nah. It's um, laughs are good. Good for the soul. They're real good, eh? What are some of your um, like best memories growing up, bro, in Pukara Bay? I've got so many, so many cool ones. So many fucked up ones. Yeah, we was, I, I feel like we were in this like perfect timestamp, growing up. Where like we weren't fully immersed by technology mm. just yet. Yeah, technology was coming into the inn. Our parents weren't all like helicopter parents. Mm. It was a degree of like autonomy. Mm. Like let kids be kids. You mm. can go rummage around the place. You j- j- just be a kid. You know when yeah. your parents tell you what it was like yeah. growing up. Yeah, when they were like our age or whatever, yeah. and it was just like their parents. They, they wouldn't even care where they were as long yep. as they showed up for yeah, like bedtime or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we had like a degree of independence. Not like that, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we, yeah, where we could sort of do our own shit. Um, if, if, I'm just curious, like, have you had, have you got cra- some, any crazy memories from, from Puk Bay growing up? So many, bro. <laughs> the, the hut behind um, the preschool, like down the hill. Oh, the one that we... The, they built, yeah, they built they up. Built, they yeah. got, like, passed down from... I think it was, like, the Denison's started. Or yeah, I don't know. Right. Maybe it was before then, but it was... Like, I swear every Denison did it up. Yeah. And, yeah, just many a night spent there. Um, in a hut in the bush. Yeah, trying trying stuff for the first time. Yeah, you know, unreal. Escaping from from the parents' eyes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think just the hours spent at the beach is the main stand-up. Yeah. Running around the rocks, finding crabs, front sand at each other dirt bomb base bro dirt bomb bro it just goes on and on and on yeah oh, if anyone's from Puk Bay they'll hopefully be like oh. yeah I know it's pro- and probably like half people listening to this are like what the hell are you guys even talking yeah, for about real. But- Bay is such a beautiful place like just right sandwich right between Porirua and Kapiti like, mm. check it out go to the dairy it's Definitely. probably like the best attraction in, in Puk Bay yeah. or the tennis courts tennis courts is the bookstore still there? surely I don't know 
I don't think I've ever been in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some like old guy laundering money. Yeah. Like selling yeah, books. Yeah, maybe to be fair. But yeah, I have, um, I've got a song. It's not on this upcoming album, but the album that I'm working on after this one. It's, I can't remember the exact, how the like, verse starts, but there's a bit, it's like, um, um, Jack and I played in the sunshine out all day. Mum called us in from the porch, 8T, then we leave, stay out too late. Made. So it was like this little, you know, because felt like, you know, Thomas's tramp. Thomas's tramp. Right, and just mummy yelling. and wrestling yeah. that go on there, eh? The amount of like broken teeth. I've, yeah. I've still got one of my like adult teeth are like missing in the um, paddock somewhere at Pukaro Bay School. It's, you know, it's, probably, it's probably a time capsule now. Yeah, it will be. They'll like dig it up in like a million years. Yeah. Surely they'll like reborn me back into earth. Yeah, I actually that's my theory. I have a buzzy, buzzy theory about you know, our technology seems to be just advancing at a rapid rate, yeah, a rapid rate, rap, yeah. <laughs> um, a ratty way, yeah, a ratty fool. No, um, and I think that there's a possibility Go that on. when we we pass, it'll yep. be like, oh no, this is the end, you know, my eyes are closing, then like almost like when you sleep, you might be dreaming at night, and then suddenly, boom. 100 years in the future, that yell technology means we can zap your bones alive and create you, with you as you are. So you think your consciousness will come back know. 100 years from now and you'll be in your same physical body? I don't or a think, different physical I don't body? think, but there's a possibility that technology could get to that point. That's, that's my theory. So you die and then you're like doing whatever happens to you after you die and then you get zoomed back like 100 200 300 years no nah, not not oh, like in the future so in like the future, three, yeah, yeah, yeah 300 yeah. years in the future and then they'll be like we found your bones and welcome back <laughs> i'll be like bro have my bones back yeah, yeah, yeah just like on. saggy skin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my theory that's okay that's good i don't know i don't know if it's plausible i don't know much about technology i can you know yeah speaking about like theories one of my favorite I don't know if you call it a quote, but um, it's if time travel, if it's possible for mm. time travel to exist, time travel already exists. Yeah, for real. That's pretty crazy. That's me, no. Yes, yeah, Stephen Hawking's, I think it was Stephen Hawking's held a time traveler's meeting, but sent out the invitation the day later. Wait, what? So How like, does that work? So he like put it out, like was like, it's for this day, but didn't say anything. And then the next day sent it out because if time travel was possible, they would have showed up. Uh-huh. So that's how he proved it wasn't possible because like they would have known but eventually. Also, quite like rich of Stephen Hawking for thinking <laughs> that the time travelers will listen to him. Yeah, yeah, like, true. Come on, mate. How big's your ego? Like, why don't they show up to your meeting? They've probably got more better things to do. Maybe, but if if they're time travel, they can show up to every meeting. I guess. So. I don't know how time travel works. I guess so. It's kind of like that. Um, have you seen that Interstellar movie? Yeah, bro. Yeah, and it's like the dimensions. Crazy. It's like eight different dimensions you can travel across. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Some movies are incredible. Uh, yeah, it is, it is nuts. Stephen Hawking's a buzzy one, eh? Like, how he... I want to know who the person or company was that, like, created his his chair. Because mm. he's a smart guy. Yeah. How smart's the person that made Stephen Hawking's, like, chair to make him communicate? Yeah. Have they got to be smarter than Stephen Hawking's? Probably smarter in chair-making. That's in my... chair-making, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and engineering. And, yeah, I'm not too sure. Have you seen The Theory of Everything? I haven't finished it halfway Man. through. I haven't seen it for years, but I remember that being a pretty incredible film. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. Mm. Have you got any other thing? Well, what about like aliens, bro? Do mm. you reckon they're out there? Have they visited Earth? Did they uh, build the pyramids? <laughs> I don't know much. Uh, I don't know much about aliens. And I, I got to admit that. But <laughs> what I do know is that I th- I reckon they'll be. I do know. I don't know. But I think there's for sure cellular life 
out there. Yeah. Like, 100%. probably on Mars and frozen water or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's just like working out whether it's intelligent life. Yeah. And then the time before us, maybe they came when, hard, when it was just cellular life here, like intelligent aliens, they came, they're like, oh, it's just cells, boom, go. Mm. Or they like um, gave us a boost or something yeah. to accelerate our growth. Yeah. Gave us some tools. And Mushrooms. Some, some magic, maybe they did that. Maybe they planted some magic mushrooms and yeah. that's where we got these ideas to like create metal. And yeah, well, that's the stone ape theory. Yeah, if you yeah. Heard, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's the, if anyone's listening that hasn't heard it, it's the theory that back in the day, I don't think it's a theory. I think it's because it can't be proven or something. Mm. Um, but it's the theory that back in the day when there's, before we evolved, there's looking for food, foraging, a big pack of mushrooms appear. So boom, eat it, go into a four-hour trip and suddenly work out, hey, maybe we need to have some shelter or maybe <laughs> like, maybe shelter was already a thing back then. But Yeah, I've, I've, I've never done mushrooms, but is that, are those the sort of thoughts that you do when you're on it? I, I don't. I wouldn't. Know. I mean, I think we're thinking way different to how the brain was thinking back back, back, then. back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I can say, I won't say if I've done mushrooms or not, but I can. I've allegedly. Allegedly. No, nah, I, I had an incredible. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I had an incredible. Um, Cut the shit, Will. <laughs> yeah, I had an incredible connection with feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm what I'm trying to say. But I think mushrooms is a tool that should be looked into more. Mm. Well, they're starting to do a lot of stuff around, um, like, post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD. For real. For, like, uh, war vets, Mm. army vets, who have come back into, like, normal society and they're real fucked up. But then using, I think, even stuff like MDMA Mm. and psychedelics. Mm. um, Yeah, and I've seen some really good results. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. I've had conversations with people who have been microdosing and it's been the only... The first thing that's been helping with their depression. Wow. Um, microdosing mushrooms. But I think it's like pretty buzzy that that's illegal. And then you can just like pop and get 20 energy drinks and smash them I and go know. go get on the piss and ruin your liver and like vape. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty weird, but yeah. I'm not in charge. I'm not prime minister just yet. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is wild, eh? And I, I think we came so close with the like marijuana referendum mm. where... I think those like overseas votes almost skewed it towards mm. the favour of people voting yes. But I yeah, I, it, it is it is insane. And it's yeah. crazy to also think that alcohol was also illegal once. For real. You no, know, the prohibition on alcohol. Yeah, I think the I think the marijuana thing, it's like marijuana, I could crack up call it that day. Eh? Sound, yeah, yeah, sound, sound like way a too proper. Yeah. Yeah. Marijuana is um, hurting the kids. With the weed debate, I saw an interview where Tom Scott was talking about it saying how it was 51% for no. And he's like, 1% of stoners like, would have forgot to vote. Like, they just like... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I was like, he's right. They were like, yeah, that's so funny. But it's just, it's outrageous. And I don't want to just like steal the conversation that he had, but he was like saying how outrageous it was that it's the, the two debates, or the two referendums mm. that were out was, you know, the end of life and the... Yeah. And the cannabis. And... He, he said a quote that's like, it shows that more New Zealanders are like, you know, more scared of like a plant than death. Mm, like, and true. So like, and he, he said a quote, like, more, more New Zealanders, are, they fear dread less than dreadlocks. 
Mm. I like that. Yeah. Like he's full of Shout out Tom Scott. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, while, while we're on the Tom Scott yarn, he's the reason I, I'm mainly doing what I'm doing. Yeah. That's, that was the... I saw him play on a homebrew tour when I got into San Fran. I'm not going to dumb myself in, but I was... Allegedly. 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 I got in when I was underage and um, I was watching him rap and I just had a moment of this is what I'm going to do. This is, like, I'm going to play here. I'm going to put out music. Like, it was, I've never had something like that where it was just like, boom. Wow. My whole life trajectory changed in a moment. How old were you? 17. 17. Because yeah. I, I don't think I'd wrote a lyric yet. I'd wrote lyrics, but I hadn't been like rap. Whereas yeah. I was just so blown away. And that's, that's my whole life trajectory changed because of that night. Mm. And so that, so thinking back to like that conversation we had earlier around like memories around music, mm. is that probably like the catalyst probably. memory yeah. or like experience which led you towards this path? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the that's the catalyst on on my on the career vibe. Yeah, like, for sure, hands down. Um, what what is it about Tom Scott? Because he's he's the godfather of hip hop mm. for our generation. Like mm. yeah, there's been amazing Kiwi greats before him, but fuck, he he was the he was the artist, homebrew, you know, now Avondale Bowling Club. Um, that was just in our, in our headphones 24-7 growing mm. up. Yeah. Like, man, that, that song, Alcoholic, mm. whenever I hear that now, I just got, like, memories of me, 17, hot summer's day. Yeah. Like, it's, um, oh, he's, he's the Don. So, so what was it about his music and his, like, flair that mm. really inspired you? It was the authenticity, for real. It was just seeing... Firstly, hearing an accent and saying, wow, that's a New Zealand accent. It sounds like, you know, it's not American. Like, and I know that there's been incredible, you know, like earlier, like we've had Scribe, yeah. Goat, Savage, you know, even Shafu. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we've had, we've had phenomenal, um, we've had phenomenal New Zealand hip hop for, mm. for since its beginning. Even um, I believe Zane Lowe was in a, Ah. He was in a thing called Urban Disturbance, I think. I was having a yarn to someone about it. Um, but yeah, it was the firstly hearing an accent and being like, oh yeah, that's relatable. Yeah, he owns it, eh? He he's owns not it. like, and he's. And then the lyrical content was yeah. exactly what I was going through and feeling at the time. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was what I, it was what I needed to hear. Yeah. And I think that was, the, that was the thing. It was just like hearing someone talk about. You know, running out of gas is such a like easy thing, yeah. but it was yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, bro, he's uh, he's just. I think the best way to sh- sum him up without, you know, getting too much on him is like he's a literal genius yeah, when it real. comes to what he's doing. For real, and I I couldn't even begin to imagine the amount of um, people he's inspired. Oh, hundred percent, and he's almost like this New Zealand national treasure in a way. Where I listen to some of his music and some of his some of his bars, I'm like. How has this person not blown up internationally? Mm. Um, but he's just this little, like, little kept gem at the bottom of the world. It's I, I don't mm. know if there's maybe not a market for that yeah. sort of kind of New Zealand hip hop overseas, yeah. but two sold out London shows coming up for him. Haven't that's that huge. Club. That's mean. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to support support him on a show. Eh? Yeah, bro, that'd be a dream. That'd be yeah. a full circle for you. Yeah, we're getting we're getting. We're getting close to him seeing seeing one of the shows. Nice. Do you see like a little DM from time to time? Yeah, yeah. We have we have we have bits of yarns every now and then, but I'm still just just chilling. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. like you want to crash in my place, bro? Get involved <laughs> in shows. None of that. <laughs> Got that off my chest early. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. No, it's um, 
yeah, I think New Zealand um, hip hop's still still evolving. I mean, everything's always still evolving. Yeah. But I really think a lot of the people that I've I've been blessed to be around in Wellington, just for world class artists. Sim Loco, my my yeah. um, cousin, cousin. Yeah. Second cousin once removed, but you know who's who's counting. I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, the song that we've just been started working on last week is. So I'm just like, how do I get, how do I manage to be on a song with someone so incredible? Yeah, I just, cool. I'm just blessed. Just Especially so grateful. someone like that you're actually related yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's super the special, special thing. Yeah. That's super special. I actually, on the like being on a song with related, with how AI is going, real buzzy stuff. You can upload a song, and then it can split all the instruments and vocals, and mm. then you can like listen to them individually. Mm. Like so, any song. Any song. Wow. Any song, and it's get, like it's a bit shady sometimes, like like a bit. It's not like the best technology. Yeah. But I found a way to get Dad's vocals from his recordings, mm. so I'm I'm gonna be able to make a song with Dad. No way. Which is incredible, bro. That's insane. Yeah. That's fucking so special as well for people that aren't listening. You know your your old man. Um, I'm not even gonna go and you you can yeah. sort of share what how significant yeah. that would be for you and why. Yeah, so my my dad passed away when I was five. Um, life, you know, with life comes death, so like it is what it is, and like you know, shout out mum, super superhero. Bro. I don't think anyone, I don't think I'll ever meet someone as amazing as my mum. Bro, because what Jack would have been? Jack was eight, eight, eight and five. You were five. Yeah, she paused her life. She was that was we were. We were her life from then. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think there's enough words invented to sum nah. up how much I love I love my mum. Yeah, bro. But nonetheless, yeah. So dad, dad um, was in a band back in the day, the Vacuum. So we've got a vinyl pressed of three of his songs, and then my cousin Colin, shout out Colin, he had a record player that could record whatever vinyl was spinning. Like I think it's made for sampling or burning or whatever. So he burns it into audio files, and I just had them on my PC. Sweet. My PC. My laptop for years, and I just dragged it in. I was just sitting there one day, like, I reckon I could get dad vocals. <laughs> so, and have you, so you've tested it? And it yeah, works yeah. Well? So I've got it works. It works enough. Wow. So I think, um, yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna host a massive art. Uh, it's the 60th next year. Dad's we're gonna have, host a massive party at Mum's. Yeah. So it'll be a vibe, big gig. Bro, yeah. Oh, mate, I'll I'll be there. Yeah, you gonna try and debut the the song there? Yeah, I'm not too sure. We'll see how that will be fucking cool. Yeah. It's like a 60th birthday present yeah. for your old man. We'll see how that works. But yeah, pretty, pretty incredible technology. Yeah, man, that is so wild. Um, shit, yeah, five and eight, dude. That's crazy. I know because my daughter just turned eight last mm. week, and I remember Jack, your bro, sent me a sent me a message, and he was like, from almost this point onwards. I would have known Kyla longer than I would have known my dad. Mm. Um, and that just sort of hit me. Yeah. Just like how also it hit me into this perspective of like, yes, that's crazy, but also how lucky I am to be a dad and to be alive to share these moments with Kyla. For real, bro. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That's beautiful, bro. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's 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 a real buzzy one, eh? Like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. And so I'm I've really last year was a pretty um Pretty big year of learnings for me. Like quite a lot of change and a lot of a lot of ups and downs, peaks and valleys. It was it was pretty bizarre. I was experiencing almost like the best feelings I've ever felt, as well as like the worst feelings at the same time. At, at, at like exactly the same time. So I like was just in a weird space of like 
playing amazing shows and doing amazing things career-wise, like that front couldn't have been better. But then like my personal shit was just slowly going to shit. Yeah. So um, I spent the the second half of last year just being conscious of my breathing, um, and and practicing gratitude was was a big one that I really, I I really took on board. How do you how do you do that when you say practicing gratitude? What does that look like for you? Um, just even like make a cup of coffee, smell the coffee first. Just think about like all the hands that made in like you know the people that where that coffee came from, where it grew, people planted, like, all that side of thing. And then just have a moment of, like, Yo, thanks, boom, mm. start my coffee. Just, um, and I've, I fell off a bit, and I think hopefully from, from this conversation on, I'll keep, I'll keep, keep doing it. But, yeah, just, just anything that, I think there's so much to be grateful for, and I think consciously practicing gratitude really, like, lifts your head up in a, in a way you don't even realise. Yeah, especially in such, like, a fast-paced world, eh? Yeah. For yeah, sure, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's um and yeah and then on the breathing breathing side of things, it was so instrumental last year to me that my next album's called Don't Forget to Breathe. Mm, that's cool. I like that. Exclusive announcement right there. Boom. Yeah, boom. Mic drop. drop <laughs> When's Thanks. that uh, dropping? Hopefully, it'll be within the next three months for sure. Cool. Um, just finishing off the last the last mixes and and all that, and then yeah, it's all go. So gotta. We're gonna do one little single, and then, yeah, drop drop it. Mean bro. And then on to the next. There we go. Heard it here first. Um, we'll finish up with some like quick fire questions. Yeah. But... Um. Then we might end with uh, one of your songs as well. Mean. So, Will McLean. What brings you true happiness? See, I think my answer has changed. It would have been, I would have said creating music and playing shows, but I think just being grateful for my family and friends whenever I get to spend time with them, that's, that's my true happiness right now. Advice you wish you knew when you were younger? Slow down. Uh, what does legacy mean to you? So much. Um, yeah, I think one of my missions is to just leave a legacy. That's, that's, I think, the legacy that my dad's left that I'm trying to, like, or that I began to follow with, like, the music. I think it's, it's driven me so much. Um, what, what does a legacy mean to you, though? Like, what, is, what does that look like? I think having people, not even having people, having people know on the inside and, and think, I don't even want to say highly, but, know the impact that has been caused by the person who set the legacy. Mm. I don't know if set the legacy is the right terminology. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. like, I was about to say have a conversation, but there's no conversation needed. I think just, yeah, knowing the impact of someone, I think that's the true, Yeah, that's what it means. Mean, bro. If you could change one thing in New Zealand, what would this be? There's a lot of people without homes and there's a lot of empty homes. Leave it on that. It's nice. Um, there's a couple more actually. Uh, <laughs> what do you believe is the main thing that's holding back young people in New Zealand? Scrolling. Scrolling. <laughs> I don't know. Scrolling maybe not. That's behaving. a bit of yeah. To be fair, that's a bit of a bit of a fear though. Yeah, I fear. I think it's real fear. Yeah. No, I think so. But I do think it's. I do think there's a lot of a lot of joy in being entertained. Yeah. But it is yeah pretty crazy how much people scroll. Yeah, bro. 
This is one from uh, Jack. So we'll give him kudos and shout outs for My this question. Yep. yep, oh, yep. He was like, I'm listening to the potty and there's these, when you do the quick fire questions, I've got one for you. I was like, go on. Man. So. Shout out Jack, firstly. Sh- yeah, sh- sh- shout out, shout out Jack. Um, this one is, if your life was a movie genre, what genre would your life be? <laughs> I want to say comedy, eh? Because like, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably comedy. To be fair, why? Why comedy? I just, I'm. I mean, you're like a bit of a rom com, romantic. Comedy. Yeah, maybe rom com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mix of some thriller. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I'd say comedy. I, I, my brain works in a weird way. As soon as anyone says anything, unless it's obviously we're having like a, a yeah. moment, I just will be instantly trying to think of jokes. Yeah, that's probably yeah. That's probably why I'd say comedy. True. But, I say I'm not that funny. I don't think. It's <laughs> no, a good one, bro. Um, yeah, mate. So good to have you on the podcast. Finally, always a pleasure, brother. I, what I love about doing this, doing this work with the podcast, and having you know Corin on the show as mm. well, Corin Braddock, is that it's an opportunity for this platform, as small as it may be, but it's growing to profile you know some of my homies who are doing like really cool shit so awesome to have you on the show man bro thank you bro it's incredible you're doing you're killing it i'm i'm beyond stoked of 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 the trajectory that you're 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 setting out yeah, you know I'm, I'm really yeah i just want yeah i know that you're killing it and i'm okay i'll support you the whole way thanks brother appreciate that um before we go though where can people keep in touch with you and your mahi at Will McLean, so Will McLean with two C's and the McLean. When you say McLean, don't forget two C's. Um, just on everything: Instagram, TikTok, painfully, um, Facebook, YouTube's a big one. I'll be dropping like music videos on YouTube. Yep. So, yeah. well, and then and then just in person. Text cool. me on it. No, just seven. I'm fine. I shouldn't give my one. Sweet man, we'll chuck some links into the uh, bio of the episode as well. So on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you watch it. Um, yeah, big love. See you guys. Man. Thanks, Will.